back with you once again. Automatic College Basketball Podcast. Richmond Weaver and Steffi Sorensen with you as always as we are past the midway point. Midterm exams are over in college basketball and we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. There's chaos all over the place on the men's and women's side. We've got teams getting 70 plus rebounds against other teams. We got on the men's side, nobody figuring out who wants to be number one, but we're going to break it all down. Steffi, the one thing though that I get pleasure out of just hearing about each week, where the hell you've been, what the hell's been going on, what's on your calendar, what's on your agenda, so you got to fill me in. I feel like I need to put my story out there as what to what happened over the weekend, because I did share some of it on social media, and I had a lot of people uh, reach out to me just about their experiences. Let's just start off with, is I was dealing with a car towing company. Okay, Ooh. has anyone ever had a good experience with a car towing company? Oh, uh, that's Everyone? a hell no. <laughs> okay, that's a hell no. So Sunday morning, I'm getting up to do a little bit of treadmill time before I go into studio all day, and my car is gone. I'm going, I walk outside to get my headphones, my car is gone. So I think it's gotta be stolen or it, I, I don't, I didn't even know there was towing in the area. This is a very nice area in Charlotte. No signs or anything. So I'm confused. So I walk the premise, look for my car. Can't find my car, Rich. I'm like, where? I've parked there every day. I've parked there every time I come to studio for the last four years. Uh-oh. Four years. I find a towing sign at the front by the light about a quarter mile from the hotel. So I call that number. There's no answer. There's, it doesn't ring. It's just an answering machine. And you leave a message and they will contact you. Brutal. Okay. So I go back, talk to the manager of the, of the hotel. And he says, well, I, I'm new here. My manager, he's asleep. So he'll get back to us when he wakes up. What the <laughs> hell? I said, well, can you wake him up? I, my car has sto- been stolen because I don't know if it's been towed. So I ended up, this was around nine o'clock and I've got like a very small margin. I've got to get into studio at noon. And I'm not dressed. I'm not ready. Like, I don't have a car. I've got to fly to Tuscaloosa at 10 p.m. So I, um, I Ubered. I found the, the location for the tuck truck or the tow truck company. I Uber there, okay? It's pouring rain. I'm in a T-shirt and my pajama shorts. <laughs> I, I didn't think that anything of it. I was like, I'll just go get my car. Yeah, of course. I told the driver, can you wait here? Like, let me go just check. He leaves. I'm in the middle of nowhere and I get out and bang on the door. No one answers. It says we're closed. I'm like, what tow company is closed on a Sunday when you tow on a Saturday night? Who does that? You can't do that. No. So then I got to find another Uber and that'll be 15 minutes for an Uber driver to come back out to get me. (laughs) Uber back to the hotel and they say, you need to just call 911. So I call 911. This is at like 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. They're like, uh, yeah, we have it on record that your car was towed. So it was towed. I'm like, okay, it's not stolen. Great. Where is it? Cop says, let me page you through. No answer. And he goes, that's odd because if you have, legally you have to be open 24-7 if you're a tow trucking company. You have to have, be able to give someone their car. And he said, I'm, I'm going to dispatch an officer. I'm like, shit, when am I going to shower? So while he calls the officer, I go and shower. Come down here in a towel. Cop's there. Hi, hello, how are you? <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know where my car is. This tow truck company is is kind of messing around with me. Like, what, what do I do here? And he gets involved, has a sergeant call, like, and they're not budging. And, he, and like, this went on for like 20 minutes. So he goes, let me make some calls. I go up, do my makeup. 
I'm like, 20 minutes trying to do my makeup <laughs> to get ready to be to do studio. I'm like live on national television and at like 12:31. And this is at like 11. This is all taking place still have no answer. Finally get a text message from this tow truck company and it says we need proof of license, proof of registration before you can make an appointment to come get your car. Oh my gosh. Rich, I'm like, yo, what is going on? The cops like this is absolutely Tell them you have a police escort. We're going. Get in my car. I go, can I ride in the front? Because it would look weird if I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> go ahead and put the handcuffs on and put me in the back. Yes, goes, let's go. <laughs> yes, you can ride in the front. So <laughs> he takes me. He get, I, I am in his cop car at 1130. I have no idea how this is going to go down. And we pull back up to that tow truck company place. He's like, stay in here. I'm like, okay. He gets out. He bangs on the door. No one answers. And he said, text that number and tell him you have a, a cop with you and you need your car ASAP. And they said, we will not give you your car at this time. You can come in at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., or 7.30. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm working all day. I'm working all day. So he cop took me back to the hotel. At this point, it's like 12. And I've got it like games are starting. I was like, my producer texted me. I said, I am in a cop car. <laughs> In the front. Yes. In the Make front. sure you have that clarification. <laughs> and I'm I am trying to figure out a way to get to studio. Peter Burns couldn't come get me from the hotel. I Uber over to the hotel or over to work. All right. Fine. I'm like, God, what is happening? And so I made an appointment to get my car at 7:30. This is when it gets really good. And I know this is like a long-winded story, but I think people are generally entertained by this. Because it was unlike anything I've ever experienced because I didn't know people could jerk you around like this. Because in the end, this was a shakedown for money. It was like a really weird cartel deal that I was walking into. Mm. Not that I've ever done that, but it, I, I, I imagine. So I, I, I conclude Peter Burns is making uh, cop references during studio. And I'm like, it's funny. haha, It's funny. I don't know where my car is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what is going to happen. So I Uber to this. He's he's. The drive or the Uber drive or the tow truck company says you will meet us at this location at seven thirty, and our associates will help you. I was like, okay. Call the Uber driver. He comes and gets me, and I was like, look, I'm weirded out by this. This is red flags galore. Can you just stay mm-hmm. with me when we pull up? Because we couldn't find, like, we couldn't find it at all. We're driving wow. in circles for this place. There's no signage. There's like a random person walking along the street. And I decided, hey, do you work for this company? And it was that was like not the right question to ask at that time. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So we finally find it. And this guy, huge black truck, pulls up behind us. And I was like, this is it. This is it. We're going to like, it's going to happen. I get out. He gets out. He's like 6'5", full body armor. Bulletproof vest, handcuffs, firearm on his hip, firearm on his chest, and like a badge on on his shoulder. I'm like, what is going on now? He said, hello, my name is Agent Smith. What? I said, I'm trying to read his badge, but it's so like it's dark. It's starting to rain. And like he has a flashlight in my face. I cannot read his badge. And I'm like, you're an agent? Like, you have, I see multiple guns. So I'm like, I don't want any trouble. I don't want, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. I'm in the middle of nowhere. The Uber driver, concerned, gets out. He goes, he sees the guns and he's like, is everything okay? And I was like, I don't know. Is it? Like, (laughs) 
So he, Agent Smith says, that'll be $500 cash. I'll need that. Oh. I said, I don't have half a thousand dollars on me in cash. So can I give you my card? He goes, yeah, it'll be five fifty-five. So then I give him, he takes the light, he flashes in my face, takes a picture of my face, then takes a picture of my license, takes my credit card, scans it, goes and sits in his truck, comes back out. I'm like, what just happened? Like, what just happened? And, and if I said, I'm not paying you, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm presented with a man demanding $500 cash who is carrying multiple weapons. Yeah, that's not a Think good scenario. Think about your no, kids. Yeah, exactly. That's so, not good, Steffi. Yeah, I was definitely in a position where I was like, I was, I think the Uber driver was more scared because he, you know, I, I was like, it's, <laughs> I think it's fine. Like, we'll just like, let's not fuck around. Let's just get in and get out. He, and I have to give him my keys. And then he goes and gets the car. I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to move. And I was oh like, gosh. what if he took my car and yeah. my money? Like, I'm like, there were so many questions that I had and I got in my car and I drive it, I drop it off at national. And she goes, how was your visit? I said, if you only knew <laughs> what I just went through to get this right. fucking car. <laughs> and she was, I didn't say anything. I go, it was fine. <laughs> Way to keep your composure. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm just going to, I'll get to the end of it. Cause I know this is like, it is a long detailed story, but when you combine Disney ESPN, the Charlotte Police Department, and Hilton. Those those guys are gone. They are not even remotely affiliated. They they can't even sniff that premise anymore. So those people, the whoever this towing company is, are waxed. So I I'm disputing the charge, like the power of companies right now, which had my back, which was nice, but it was definitely an insane experience. Now that I've kind of explained it cop called me. He, he wants to know what's going, you know, everyone was calling me. They, they were like, I did, it was, it was a shakedown for money. I think he just picked a number, picked a number. And, you know, thankfully I could put it on my card and not be like, I can't pay you. And, and you're looking at this big talk. Well, I can't defend myself if something happens. Yeah, that's right. And God, if that guy let me stand there in the middle of nowhere by myself, not every Uber driver is nice like that. So your thoughts? Yeah, so you've had a little bit of chaos yourself there, Steffi. That's an understatement to, to the nth degree. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad you're safe and it all worked out that you didn't have any major issues. At least it's just a credit card and money, but I know it had to be so uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. So, yeah, just the the unknown and I mean, you had to be fearful. Little in bit. I, that type I, of situation. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big girl and I'm yeah. aware of guns. I, you know, I have shot weapons. Like I know how to protect myself, but when you're not able to protect yourself, I think that's when you get a little bit like well, it's this is a little dicey. So at the end, it was all fine. Hey, uh, re- upon reflection, just leave the car. Um, let someone else deal with it. And um, I ended up seeing LSU. <laughs> Got to talk to Loki. Didn't bring up the cop in- incident, but <laughs> she might have loved that. Though, she actually. probably would have. I'm going to wait until <laughs> yes. the next time. It was still too fresh, too fresh. Yes, it has to be. But yes, for, the, for certain, the there has been there was chaos over the weekend on on both sides of basketball. So for those listening, I know that was 12 minutes. She'll never get back. But um, it was it was crazy, and I think uh, fun funny now, funny now. But damn. 
That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's line item number one. I'm going to bring line nine, line item number two today. <laughs> and I just want you to react off of, um, given, given the fact that we cover both men's and women's college basketball on this podcast, we'll get to the men. First, I want to start with the women because there's two undefeated teams left, South Carolina and, and uh, LSU. Ohio State lost. Um, there's no undefeated teams on the men's side. That's right. And there are two on the women's side. So um, Caitlin Clark did her thing, right, against Ohio State, triple-double. Yes, yep. People pay to see Caitlin Clark, regardless of if you're a hater or not. I'm gonna, I, I just want to touch on this. I don't have a Twitter, but it was made aware to me, and I don't have an outlet to say what I want to say. I'm using it here. Jason Whitlock, former ESPN Fox, he's been everywhere. Everyone knows who Jason Whitlock is. He tweeted this out. ESPN Sports Center just led tonight's episode with two stories on women's college basketball. The first six minutes, a regular season Big Ten and SEC game. Who is paying for this? Who is paying for this? What percentage of sports fans does this serve? First of all, I have so many. I, there's so many bad words I can say. I'm going to try and not say them. But what? What do you care? One, two. Women's sports is by far the fastest growing sport. I don't, I, there might have been something interesting on that day in men's college basketball, but as far as I'm concerned, um, Angel Reese breaking a record, uh, Sylvia Fowles' record, is news. One of the unbeaten teams in women's college basketball going down, and Caitlin Clark, arguably the best star in our game, having a triple-double in front of, I don't know, probably 15,000 people, is news. If I'm running down the sports that day and I see, wow, th those are two big stories. Maybe we should leave with that. Why do people still think this way? Like, I, ha I, like I, I know that he has issues with women, but like when you're watching SportsCenter, Rich, if you came on, would you think like, oh, this is why am I watching this? No, not even close. It's news. And obviously, maybe I'm viewing it from a different lens because I love college basketball. I love men's side. I love women's side. All of that. But also, I have a daughter, and so there's this aspect that, you know, I understand that. And this is supposed to be a world of equal, of equality, and it's just frustrating that we're not. And I'd also just wonder, just from Jason's perspective, how much of this is just he wants to stir the pot, and he wants to create some type of attention towards him, attention towards his brand, whatever it might be, because he seems to do this more often than not. And that's why I don't think he's been able to stay at one place. I don't know Jason Whitlock at all, but I think history shows that he tends to do these type of things. And it's just sad that he reverts to something like this, trying to call out women's sports. Because to your point, women's sports is by far the fastest growing segment uh, that we have seen. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Why not have more sports? Why not have more opportunities for women and girls and all of that, we should be embracing this. It's been long overdue. We know the, the term, it's a man's world. And that's sad to say that people still view it in that way. Yeah. I see Thursday night, Angel Reese for LSU block a, block a shot with her shoe in her left hand and still blocks the shot. Talk shit to the girl after. And Dwayne Wade loves it so much, he puts it on his Instagram and says, she's like that. So when I read something like that, I'm like, why, why do you have to repeatedly hate 
on like exactly. it's just like sports center leading with something that is entertaining it's fun like it's it's part of sports like there is no agenda here it's exactly. news it's news it's me yes. off i just had to talk it's pissed me off like people like that just go away yeah well and like for caitlin clark who in that game against ohio state giving ohio state their first loss of the season 83 to 72 she scored 28 points 15 assists and 10 rebounds for her eighth triple-double of her career. But also, she has four triple-doubles with 25 points or more, which is the most in Division I history, and that's according to ESPN stats and information data. She's also the only Division I player in the past 20 seasons to have four consecutive games of at least 20 points and 10 assists. So there's history being made. There's news being made. So what does ESPN do? They report the news in sports. <laughs> so yeah. they're covering what is happening in history. And to your point, Caitlin Clark is must watch on, I would say, obviously the women's side, but just in basketball. I mean, she's entertaining. And if you love basketball and if you love sports, why not watch greatness and history being made? And that's all ESPN is doing. At least that's my viewpoint. Yeah. Um, just for the record, 6 million people watched last year's Women's Final Four. Um, so you can't really talk to me about no one caring because people do. Yeah. And uh, just the amount of players that, especially that know Caitlin Clark and talk about her and um, the amount of that's attendance that these games draw. I'm not going to rant anymore. It's just, you know, it's sometimes it's just archaic thinking. Like, let's move forward. Like, it is. It's, it's, move forward. We can talk about women's sports. There was a lot of disgusting comments under his tweet, but there was also some that like, hey, I don't normally watch women's basketball, but I watched that game and it was awesome. Yes. It was awesome. Who cares who's out there? It was awesome. It doesn't matter. I know. If it's good basketball, it's good basketball. If it's good sports, it's good sports. If it's entertaining, it's entertaining. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And yes, it can be, you know, the, the old saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. If you don't like it, then don't watch it. But you don't have to bash it yeah. and question that. Just go watch what you want to watch. That's it. There's a lot of people that want to watch that. And ESPN caters to what people are starting to watch. And you can't tell me ESPN doesn't have a gauge in terms of what moves the needle, Steffi. They do. That's their business. They need to make sure that they're in the know of what is moving the needle. That's the reality of it, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah. I I just, I, I was with the LSU SID on Monday, and he was telling me how many uh, views Angel Reese's block got, and it was like millions and millions of of interactions and based on and her tweet afterwards about uh, – you know, just being who she is. She comes from Baltimore. Like, she's not afraid that she gets in people's face, all that. So I know when I saw the LSU Arkansas game, where I mean, she was just dominant in that game, and LSU gets the win. And Arkansas played them tough. But at one point, I, I can't remember how many consecutive points that she had scored. But after she had scored, a timeout was called. I mean, she's walking to the sidelines, and you can see her lips. She's basically saying, I can't do it all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> She's calling her team yeah. out, you know, and I love that though. Yeah. We want to see that passion. You and I have talked about on the women's side, they, and you know, she got a technical for that block. And I'm like, this stuff happens on the men's, like they do this regularly. And because like a female is doing it, it's just like, it's maybe unsettling for people, but 
you know, I also see Angel Reese get into Kim Mulkey's face, and that is probably my favorite part. Who who do you remember that goes <laughs> nose to nose with Kim Mulkey? And she and I talked to Kim about it. And she goes, she doesn't get in my face. I said, Kim. <laughs> she said, she's just, we're talking. I said, okay, okay. I don't know what y'all talk about, but it's awesome. It's great for the game. It's fun to watch. The best thing about that block is if she would have pretend to be making a phone call while blocking oh a shot, that would have been hilarious. That would have been epic. Yes. Um, but I, I know line item number three now we're going to get to is what is going on in the state of Texas on the terms of women's. I know yeah. you got some history. I know you got some stats for me. This is the first time in the AP poll era for women's college basketball dating back 47 years. The AP poll has been in existence, and a team from the state of Texas has always been in the AP Top 25 poll until this past week. This is the first time 835 weeks Crazy. a team from the state of Texas has been in the AP poll until this week. And so unfortunately, state of Texas did not have a representative. And so that's big news when you consider, obviously, just the brand of the teams in Texas, obviously the Texas, the Baylor, you know, uh, again, when Kim Mulkey was there, but even early uh, in the seventies and eighties with Stephen F. Austin, you know, yeah. those type of teams that yeah. were there. And so that's somewhat, you know, some interesting scenarios playing out in the state of Texas right now, just that no team is there in the AP top 25 poll. And now Connecticut holds the longest streak. Uh, in terms of being in the top 25, and I think it's 552 weeks. And that's obviously thanks to UConn, the Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, I mean, oh, well. it's it's been them the entire time, all those 500 plus weeks. But I just thought that was interesting from that standpoint and more history being made also on the women's side when you have Aaliyah Boston setting the record at South Carolina for the most double-doubles in school history. So she's just continuing to cement her legacy at South Carolina. And I still believe they're the best team and they're one of the undefeated teams. So I can't wait for the matchup between South Carolina and LSU. Oh my gosh, yeah. that yeah. is going to be insane, Steffi. Did, did you know that it is also Super Bowl Sunday? Oh my god. Because I thought game day I would go there. about but that. It's, yes. There's no space. So it's just a regular game. And, uh, you know, college game day is going to be in Knoxville for UConn, Tennessee tomorrow, which is going to be great. Uh, yes. I think ten I actually like Tennessee in this game because UConn's missing AZ FUD. AZ FUD, superstar, terrific score. They, they're not going to have her. And, I mean, they've just been gutted by injuries. You, you wonder what UConn could have been with Paige and AZ, you know, like the way that um, even Aaliyah Edwards and, and, and their crew. I think it's great for game day to come there. And I think game day staying for the SEC uh, Big 12 game it'll be Tennessee Texas which will be interesting um as we can kind of transition into the men's side because line item nine of line item number four is who is going to be number one because total chaos over the weekend you got Kansas going down at home you got Houston losing at home things we're not accustomed to seeing Rich oh exactly and now Kansas has lost three straight games but this weekend you saw Kansas lose at home just got demolished by TCU and then the next day you had Houston lose at home against Temple and they were almost a 20 point favorite in that game against Temple and they lose at home and according to 
ESPN stats and information data once again. It was the first time in AP poll history that the number one and number two teams lost at home on back-to-back days. So it's chaos right now. And I think it's also showing that just when it seemed like there were four or five teams on the men's side that were separating themselves in the rankings, uh, standings, whatever it might be, now teams are coming back down to earth. I mean, we saw what Kansas State was able to do. Then they lose last night to Iowa State on the road. So it's crazy just where we are in this point. But I do have to mention, though, speaking of Kansas State, how, how about Keontae Johnson, Key yeah. Johnson? Just amazing story, obviously, starting out at Florida yep. and ha- had the collapse on the court and all of that, the heart issue. And now you see him for Kansas State, and he's their leading scorer, averaging over 18 points a game. Absolutely crazy story. Well, I mean, he was a baller at Florida. I mean, he was putting up great numbers. Everyone in the SEC knew how good he was. And then you didn't really hear about him. Obviously, the the injury – him being carted mm-hmm. off the floor with very scary situation. All of a sudden, he pops up at Kansas State, dropping 18. And uh, he's just been a joy to watch. I mean, that's a, that's a great story, someone who overcomes great story. life-threatening um, life-threatening scenario and now, like, the job that he's doing. I think the Big 12, you know, yes. is, is probably the best conference right now, hands it down. has to be when you look just from top to bottom, just when you have the teams that are there and – not just necessarily saying just in the top 25, but you've got Iowa State uh, there at 12 that just beat Kansas State. You've got TCU, who obviously blew out Kansas uh, this past weekend. You've got Baylor at 17, Texas at number 10, and again, Kansas State at number five. And oh, don't forget about Kansas at number nine. Now, yes, they have lost three in a row, and that's why I think this game Saturday for Kansas is very Huge. intriguing because it's KU going to UK on Saturday, having lost three straight games and then going on the road against John Calipari. You can't tell me that's not going to be an entertaining game just from the storyline itself when you've got KU and UK matching up against each other. Well, remember, there's so much talk about Kentucky and the up and down roller coaster season. And then, you know, they pick up some signature wins, playing better. Kansas. I feel like this is – you think now Kansas has the edge, even though they've lost three in a row, is that they come in pissed off. Hostile environment you're walking into. But I wanted to ask you, in terms of who do you think is better, Purdue or Alabama? I think I think Purdue has more quad one wins, but if you look at the way that Alabama has been playing versus how the, the, the amount of closer games Purdue has been playing in, I think Alabama's winning – SEC games by 20 plus. Yes, exactly. That's it. And you're right. Yeah. Purdue has one more quadrant one win. Uh, Alabama uh, is still, though, as you talked about, I think the better overall team. You've got Zach Eady for Purdue, obviously, and he's probably going to be the national player of the year, at least in my opinion. But it's just the close wins that uh, Purdue finds themselves in. Now, you can say it doesn't matter. Wins are wins. It doesn't matter how you win as long as you score one more point <laughs> than your opponent. I get that. But I just think the tiebreaker for me is, again, just how Alabama has been playing. And you're talking about uh, they've won all seven SEC games by an average of 21 points. And I think that's a big plus for Alabama, just knowing that when 
you have the ability to turn things on. They can do that. And also considering, uh, Steffi, as we talked about, all the chaos that right. they've had in the upheaval right. with the Darius Miles situation. I mean, that's just uh, insane in itself. Uh, but we'll see how it goes if Alabama, because they've got some tough tests coming up. And, you know, uh, that maybe not until February, but you've got Auburn on the road and then you've got Tennessee. That's going to be a matchup later in February that is going to be very exciting to see as long as they continue to play the way they have been because what we just talked about, just when we think that a team is playing well, something happens and they shit the bed. And next Basically. thing we know, we have teams losing like crazy. Has there been a player um, recently on the men's side that has really caught your eye that is um, playing really well that we should be aware of? Yeah, I think this is a guy, and this is near and dear to my heart, Trace Jackson Davis. And I say that just because his dad is Dale Davis and who was part of the team with me at Clemson. And this is Dale Davis who went on to a fantastic NBA career. And if you don't remember him there with the uh, Indiana Pacers there in the 90s, and he was part of the Davis brothers there. It was Dale Davis and Antonio Davis. Now, not related, but... They were a duo there with Reggie Miller and Mark Jackson that gave the Bulls a tough time, and even the New York Knicks uh, there in the Eastern Conference. But Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana, he's been dominant over the last six games, and he's just continuing to showcase that I think he is going to be one of the top five guys in terms of being on the All-American team this year. I, I really do believe that. Now, uh, against Michigan State, he was dominant, 35 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three blocks. Uh, excuse me, that was against Illinois. Uh, but shooting 15 of 19 from the field. And then he followed that up with 31 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and five blocks in the win over that Michigan State team, I should say. And right now, he just continues to showcase that he, he's one of the best players in college basketball, in my opinion. And I just love that I know his dad, and yeah. he was a dominant guy at, at Clemson also. So like father, like son is what you're saying. Yes, exactly, yes. And, and what's crazy is that, this, as you know, in college basketball now, you need to be shooting from beyond the arc. That's one of the measurements that people look at. But Trace Jackson Davis, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't go outside. And that's what's impressive, that he's putting up these type of numbers and not relying on the three-point shot. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can drop back 30, 30 points back-to-back uh, -back games and, and during conference play in the Big Ten, a competitive Big Ten, um, is, really, is really, really impressive. Um, on the women's side, we kind of already touched on her, but I think Angel Reese um, has really just – it's not that she was hidden at Maryland. I mean, think, I think people were aware. Of her. I mean, I was aware of her. I knew she was good. They had a good team. But I think, um, you know, she was kind of limited. It's kind of like uh, Shakira Austin, who came over from Maryland to Ole Miss and became a lottery pick. She could play anywhere. I think in, in Brenda Free's system, the post players are really just, they stay on the block. And Angel Reese at 6'3", uh, she is just, she's incredible to watch. She's fun. She, uh, she's, she yells at her teammates. She just broke Sylvia Fowles' record. She's getting into mentions with Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles, and I think in her first year. And, uh, and Simone Augustus just had a statue put up. 
<laughs> so right. that's some great company to right. have your name associated with. I think she was on a lot of people's radar as like a top 10, maybe top 15 player. But I think she, the way she's averaging like 25 and 15. And, <sighs> and she's able to defend on the perimeter. She guarded Alabama's best player when I had their game on Monday. She can guard in the, in the paint. Um, I think you know Sarah Ashley Barker, right? SA for yes. her brother plays football too. Very um very athletic. She's the one that guarded Angel Reese. And I'm telling you, she just bulldozed her for like she was bright red the whole game. It was her job to just keep her in check, and she still had, you know, a monster game. So I think um the way that she has performed, she's a she's in that conversation for national player of the year. I think she's just entered it. Obviously, them being 20 and 0 helps. But the numbers you know, we're used to maybe hearing Aaliyah Boston do that last year, like the 20 and 18. Like this is, you know, she maybe Aaliyah Boston doesn't have to do that anymore. Still gets 73 double-doubles now in her career record. Um, but between Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston, Angel Reese, I mean, AZ Fudd was also in the conversation for me because of yeah. how, how well she was playing. But Gosh, um, the injury. That's the injury just is just, she came back for like one or two games. She's got to be back out again. So, um the player right now that is just on fire on the women's side is Angel Reese. All right, so I do have to ask you a question, and I need your opinion on this because I don't know if I've ever seen a stat like this, what South Carolina did to Arkansas on Sunday, rebounding advantage. Now, we saw the score, 92-46. to 46. You're like, oh, what the hell? But then you dive into <laughs> looking at it's a little the more numbers. Than that. <laughs> yes, they out-rebounded Arkansas 74 74- to 17. I, I mean, it's one thing to out-rebound your opponent, but this is a complete curb-stomping, demolishing your opponent on the boards. I just don't understand that. You've got to help me make sense of that, Steffi. Well. <laughs> if you can, because I don't know if you can. <laughs> they gave up 62 rebounds to LSU the first time that they played. And now Arkansas, you know, Mike, Mike Neighbors has a system. He's They're not going to turn it over. And they're going to get to the free throw line. They're going to hit threes. They're going to make layups. Like it is very, he schemes a certain way, knowing that like he might give up some rebounds because his teams aren't going to be as big or as tall with like an LSU or a South Carolina or a Stanford, right? That's going to offset possessions. This is like just me as an outsider looking on the inside mm-hmm. and knowing how he runs his team. So they're a pretty good defensive rebounding team, but they're not going to offensive rebound. Like, they're not going to get a ton of offensive rebounds. So, like, that might mess with the margins a little bit. But but they didn't defensive rebound that game. They didn't do anything. They got 17 total rebounds to 74. I mean, that's insane. Honestly, I saw it, and I didn't even know what to say because, you know, I love Mike. <laughs> I love Arkansas. Like, they looked great against LSU. And then I think you saw just how good South Carolina is. I, I, think, I think that's why everyone is looking to this South Carolina-LSU game is, like, the real measuring stick of LSU because Agreed. South Carolina is very, it's very well known. They went up, they played a tough non-conference. They, you know, they beat Stanford. They've, they've beaten good teams, but like, how do they measure up? Because, you know, someone asked me, can Don just stick with five players? And like, if it gets close, I'm like, she doesn't have to do that. She doesn't. That's right. <laughs> if she wants Why would size, she want she to go, do that? She can bring size in. If she wants speed, she can bring speed in. And I think that, you know, them being as dominant as they are, I, I just I don't know. I don't know who's gonna really challenge them for four quarters. Some get one, some get two, some can get mm-hmm. three and a half. But a full forty, we just haven't seen that kind of dominance yet on the men's side. You know, no. it, but this uh, this dominance on the women's side, 
is pretty special. I mean, it's pretty special to watch. Oh, it really is. And that's why I, I do believe that South Carolina is going to go undefeated and win the national championship. I know we've talked about it before. I mean, if they do lose, I think it's going to be in the final four or the national championship game where one team is just able to figure something out. And for that game, maybe, yes, just for that game. And there's turnovers, whatever it might be. And, you know, something of that nature, but South Carolina is just playing at a different level right now. So I do think you are getting that separation, which you're not getting that separation on the men's side, but that's why we love the game. That's why we love, you know, college basketball and just how it plays out. You again, you think you have things figured out, and I know we talked about it before, but one week to next week, things change, and that's why you'll always hear it here, because we will continue to break it down each and every week, and we always appreciate you listening. So thanks once again, and don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. This is Automatic.